MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, 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 welcome in, folks. We got a good edition of The Edge here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm back on my side. Adam Burke yesterday was rude enough to take my chair and the side of the desk from me was weird. My feng shui was off. But that's fine because Matt Humans is back in studio for today. Who knows? Uh, Brady Cannon's going to be with us in 15 minutes. The WMPO Waste Management Phoenix Open later this week. <laughs> yeah, that's what, we, you know, that's what the kids call it, huh? The thing about it is, I, I rarely use the sponsor names when we're talking about golf tournaments. Yeah, you know, I don't, don't say AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. It's right. just Pebble Beach Pro Am. This one. But though. for this tournament, for some reason, everybody says the Waste Management Open. I call it the Phoenix Open. Okay, <laughs> I like Waste Management's a sexy uh, sponsor name either. No, I think that's why it works though, right? That's uh-huh. why, like, uh, like for bowl season, usually I'll just call it by the bowl game. But if it's a good sponsor. Like yeah. the, the Gasparilla's Bad Boy Mower Bowl or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in. I think I'm in you on think something. Like you think today's going to come where the Super Bowl's going to have a title sponsor, oh. where it's going to be like the Dollar Loan Center Super Bowl? The I Burger think, King, the Super Bowl presented by Burger King. Before I pass into but. the great beyond, I will say yes. <laughs> I, I will say at some point it'll be the, the Taco Bell Super Bowl or something like that. It'll absolutely happen. If there's money involved, never say never. Never say never. With that, speaking of the Super Bowl, we do our daily update, of course, on yeah. Super Bowl 56 and the odds. And lo and behold, Matt Humans, four and a half at the total of 48 and a half. Now, there's one, uh, two shops that are sitting at four right now. The one that we're sitting in, right? South Point Hotel and Casino. If you want to lay four with the Los Angeles Rams, you can do it. And you can do it at minus 110. Uh, Caesars also has it up, too. But uh, status quo for the most part at this point right now. No other major bets, at least in the last few days. But uh, I think tomorrow is when we're going to start to see this, right? We're going to start to see, we feel like the rumbling, the, the floor underneath us because that's when the public money starts to come. That's when the market's going to start to get saturated to think more with public betters. And we'll see if maybe starting tomorrow late, if this market shifts, it'll begin then. Mm, I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. I think it's going to happen uh, starting Friday afternoon. Okay. And you're going to see it uh, Friday and Saturday. And that's where when the money line's steadily going to drop from the, the book directors I've talked to. It's Chris Andrews, Jay Cornegay, guys like that. They're getting a lot of Bengals play, uh, plus four and a half on the money line, and uh, it's not really stopping. And you got to think when the betting public shows up in town uh, for the weekend, that's just going to get uh, Bengals going to get more and more support, and that those numbers going to drop a little bit further. Jay Cornegay uh, told me he thinks the Rams might drop as low as minus one seventy. Wow, on the money line, we'll see. I mean, I don't think it'll drop below one seventy, but that would be. Uh, I think at that point, it's going to be tempting for a lot of people. 
even if you bet the Bengals plus four and a half, it might be a little tempting to you to lay the 170 with the Rams. You got a nice middle there in a game that a lot of us think could be a three or four point game. And uh, I know my margin in this game is uh, two. That was the score I sent in, 24-22. I think yours was four. You know, this oh, yeah. this easily could be a game that falls on uh, three points. And uh, a lot of times in the in the Super Bowl, you get a bargain on the favorite on the money line. And if the Rams dip down to 170, I think a lot of people might find that attractive. That's going to be the four, though, because at 170, you're going to start to see some Rams action. And I just don't think we're going to see this tomorrow because most people start pouring into town on Friday. Yeah, I think, uh, I, th- I, think I sent in 38-34. Uh, Ben Fox didn't like it, actually, because uh, he was sitting there, and he said, oh, I need your final score. And I said, 34, 38, 34, put it in the dock. And he goes, don't tell me what to do like that. So I had to send it in like an email. But still, tell me I'm wrong, 38, 34. So when it's 17 to 3. That might be the – I think you got the highest score prediction of any anybody in point spread weekly. Yeah, absolutely. Shootout, JBT, <laughs> betting on points. Why be like the crowd, huh, when you could be different? That's what my mom was. Just says. like your best friend Doug Kazarian, you like favorites and overs. <laughs> That's all I do. Yeah. That's all I do. Uh, speaking of favorites, let's go back to last night in hoops. So speaking of um, chalk and eating chalk, oh boy. Well, if you have a hankering for chalk, especially in the NBA, uh, you are quite full, my friend. How about what has transpired well, over the like, last? If you like favorites, days. you've been feasting on the NBA the last four days. Uh, view from Vegas of the NBA. That's uh, one Dave Tooley up on Twitter. Favorites again on Tuesday, nine and one straight up, twenty-seven and two straight up the last four days by Tooley's tracking. Nine and one ATS yesterday, twenty-five three and one ATS the last four days. Lone upset, of course, why was the uh, Suns. Plus one and a half. Money line, 114-109 win at 76. Here's only other dog to win during this run. Mavericks, plus one and a half at the Hawks on Sunday. Overs yesterday, too, to add to the chalkiness with seven and three. How about that mm-hmm. yesterday? And this stretch, these favorites, they keep cashing. And, like, I was on the nightcap yesterday, and Tim Murray's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like it's, I think it's a four-day stretch where we're just talking about, like, you look at certain instances yesterday, right? There were two teams that were playing with shorthanded rosters, the Sacramento Kings and the Portland Trailblazers, because, you know, their guys got traded. Yeah. And they're going to be in tough spots, and yeah. they're probably going to lose those games, and they're going to lose those games comfortably. So that explains some of those results. And then you get the other regular favorites cashing in in some of these spots. But this is a pretty nutty run. And if you like favorites, you have been cashing in in a big way the last four days in the NBA. Uh, have you been uh, playing many favorites? Because somebody, Scott Seidenberg asked me when I, I did a hit on his show last night around midnight. He goes, have you been uh, playing this NBA favorites run? I said, huh, nah, that's not really what I do. I don't bet favorites. So I'm not getting, you know, three days into the trend. I'm not going to say, wow, I'm going to jump on all the favorites right. in the NBA now. That's just not the way I bet uh, anything. Don't bet basketball or football uh, that way. But, hey, man, I'm all for the uh, betting public cash and tickets. You know, we're on the, we want people uh, – we want winners on this mm-hmm. side of the counter. So if you've been playing favorites in the association, good for you. Keep playing them until the trend stops. Uh, all good trends come to an end, but if you've been riding this trend, ride it to the end. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> who knows, that might end might come tonight. But uh, if you've been cashing tickets, keep playing, keep playing that angle. You never want to be late to the party and jump in on the fifth day of the, the favorite trend when it blows up. 
if he didn't play the four previous days. Well, and that and that's my <laughs> thing too, right? Because to the point of, have you been playing it? And it's like, well, okay, let's like walk through this logically. The first day, it's just, hey, it's one day of favorites, right? The second day, it happens like, okay, that's weird, but that's fine. So like on Monday, when the two first days are there, are you really going, I'm betting every favorite today, baby? Like, no, it's yeah. it's an aberration. And then you get to this point here. So uh, water will find its level. I will say going back, you know, if you look at it, the, the favorites had a pretty good week straight up uh, prior to last week. So it's been there. But I think at the end of the day, it is somewhat foolhardy. Is it the term catch a falling knife? Is that is that apt here? Like you just you're you're behind you're behind right now. And yeah. if you try have to you get ever tried in, to do that, cut. have you ever tried to do that? Catch a falling knife? Uh, no, I have not. Now I have before tried to catch a falling pen, and I went like this, and I stabbed myself through the hand. Yeah, yeah this didn't really work out well. <clears throat> I did that at a uh, college party once on a dare. Catch a falling knife? Yeah, didn't Look, work out well. Butter knife? No, it was a uh, it was a serious <laughs> knife. I ended up with a uh, cut right down right through the palm of my hand right here. I did catch the knife though. Oh, perfectly it, sober it though, so you were. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't feel it until the next day. <laughs> <laughs> just woke up with blood and just yeah. everything all uh, over the place. Like, yeah, what happened there? We do that now. Young and dumb, and uh, you try anything, almost anything. So tonight, uh, there's uh, there's quite a few um, there's quite a few games, and obviously there's favorites and quite a few big favorites too, right? We got three teams that are laying nine and a half or more points, and this speaks to again the trend we're kind of talking about here. Two of those teams in terms of the underdogs, Sacramento, Portland, they're back in action again tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, shorthanded rosters. You have no idea what they're getting in terms of who's going to be available because a couple of those guys are still getting shipped off. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, for example, like we're just seeing these guys move. So the rosters aren't settled in any way. Uh, and then you get Oklahoma City, who's missing their best player in Shea Gilgis-Alexander taking on Toronto. But Oklahoma City's actually been a team that continues to cash. So we'll see if that continues today. Uh, but looking at the market, some dogs are getting action. Cleveland opened 6-6.5. Six, six it's down to 5.5. Charlotte opened. It got to as high as 4 in favor of the Bulls. Now it's down to one and a half in that game as well. Uh, and then Golden State opened up three and a half. Now it's down to one and a half. So market's on the dogs tonight. Let's see if it cashes. <laughs> well, that's the thing is uh, you're always going to have sharp money on the dogs in the market. And uh, it doesn't matter how many days in a row the favorites are going to win. Favorites uh, keep rolling in and win. You're going to have uh, you're going to have professional betters out there playing the dogs. Yes. And I hope one of those. What do you things. make of uh, the action at the NBA trade deadline? And my question for you, the second part of the question is, what can the Lakers do, if anything? Because I talked about this with uh, Mitch Moss this morning on the Follow the Money show. LeBron James said last night, uh, what does this blowout to the Bucks show you? He said, well, it shows me that we're nowhere near their level. But I also knew that before the game. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so the Lakers have known they've got to make some changes. Is there anything they can do? In your estimation, because Buddy Heald was a guy we talked about in the offseason we thought would have been a good addition for the Lakers. Well, he's on the move, and it's not to L.A., so what was your assessment of what happened yesterday, and what do you think the Lakers can do? Well, like you said, the Bucks were just a lot better than them. And it was a 131-116 final. I think it was like 8-8 at one point, and then it was just gone from there. Um, so look, they ran up for a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they were very competitive. Yeah. Uh, much like, uh, as you made the joke, Blake Griffin was uh, throwing the nets on his back last night. We'll get to that game at some point. Um, no, look, I think one of the deals that's floating out there that makes sense for just a one-up swap, John Wall would be a better fit than Russell Westbrook. And putting John Wall out there as opposed to Russell Westbrook yeah. and just switching that, you know, flipping that for Houston, it makes a lot of sense from a fit perspective. But if it's not going to happen, you go and get another kind of 3 and D guy, like Eric Gordon type, 
and you run these small ball lineups because they're still positive numbers when AD is the five and LeBron is out there with Russell Westbrook, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's still some positives when it comes to the statistical return of that core. And I think that's what you kind of hang your hat on if you're the Los Angeles Lakers where, look, we've been really banged up, but there is a lineup out there with, with Westbrook, Davis, and LeBron on the floor together that kind of works for us still. Let's see if we can kind of make this thing work together. And if it's those three, Malik Monk and like Eric Gordon, it might not be the worst five okay. in the world, right? Actually, I kind of like that. You know? <clears throat> so I like. I, I wish I think, it was Eric Gordon from three years ago. Right. Not exactly now, but still he could play a little bit. Yep. So uh, there's still ways to make it work. The problem is these deals are being made, and they're kind of sitting on their hands not doing much right now. And we'll see if that's the case. And Brian Windhorst always says this, just because you want Eric Gordon doesn't mean that there's other teams who don't want Eric Gordon who have something more to offer than you do. And maybe that's going to be the case. So, hey, join our own Stormy Bonatoni on Friday. How would the guy at the bar do it? Bonatoni. Uh, 6 p.m. The big game betting and beers event at the South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. Stormy's going to be joined by our guys in the desert. Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vicaro, Vinny Maiulo for a fun and informative look at betting the big game this weekend. Make sure you're there Friday, February 11th, 6 p.m. South Point Hotel and Casino and here's the best part. Free to attend. I like how you dropped that name, that slick name dropping. Uh, the guy at the bar? No, you said uh, my friend Brian, uh, Brian Winhorst. Did I say my friend? I think you, I think you said my friend Brian Winhorst said. Mm. Mm. I wish. One day, one day. We'll be back. He was on the show last week, right? Or was that this week? That was last week. Wasn't Monday? I was here. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Welcome back. It is The Edge. Remember to check out our big game, Betty Guide. It is free for all of you out there. Betting in touch for the big game. You're going to get trends, strategies, props, tips from the experts, and more. All you got to do is go to vcin.com slash Super Bowl to sign up. Super Bowl. All right. Jonathan Von Tobel, Matt Humans, and Brady Cannon is nice enough to give us some time today. We're going to talk the, as I call it, WMPO, but we'll get to that in a little bit. So the kids are calling it these days. Uh, Super Bowl 56 presented by AT&T is going to be coming up on Sunday. We'll get your thoughts on this. Four and a half, total of 48 and a half. Where are you at at this point right now with this thing? I have made one bet on the side and the total, and that is a two-team six-point teaser. I teased the Bengals up to plus 10 and a half, and I teased the total down to 42 and a half to go over that. Um, I think the game is going to probably land somewhere between 44 and 49. So I think uh, I'm safe on the total there. And I do not expect the Bengals to get blown out by more than double digits. So um, I, I like my position there, plus 10 and a half, over 42 and a half. I thought about taking the total the other way, up to 56 and a half and going under that. But, you know, I think there's a chance this game could be headed to overtime. I, I see it as a pretty evenly matched contest, and the spread would indicate that. It's not like four and a half points is a ton. So uh, I, I felt better about going over 42 as a second leg of that teaser. All right. Let's get that uh, video clip sent out right now. Beeson live. Brady Cannon predicts overtime in Super Bowl Well, I, you know, oh, okay. I, I think there's a chance. It'd oh, be a lot of fun. Walking it back. Walking it back. I, I mm. thought you were predicting overtime. Hey, you know, there's been how many, how many playoff games have gone to overtime so far this year, right? Wouldn't be out of character. Uh, yeah. Three, two? I don't know. I think three. Mm. And happened. Uh, It's happened before, so it could happen again. Of course. And none better than that Bills-Chiefs game. Oh, All right, yeah. so we're talking side and total, and uh, that's meat and potatoes. What about the rest of the buffet? How many uh, props have you played so far? How many do you think you'll play by Sunday? Haven't played a single prop yet. Uh, I'll probably go down uh, this Friday or Saturday, and and I've started to look certainly at what I'm what I'm liking. Um, obviously, I'll see if I can still get the good numbers. And sometimes when you wait on props, you guys know that the public gets involved and and the number comes back to where you want it. So it, it's not always missing the boat if you aren't there on that release party mm -hmm. on that Thursday or whatever. Um, but I have my eye on Samaj P. Ryan. Um, I think the Bengals are going to have to diversify their offensive attack because we know about the uh, much ballyhooed mismatch between the Rams' pass rush and the Bengals' offensive line. Um, so I think they're going to have to throw the ball to the backs out of the backfield, P. Ryan and Mixon. Obviously, they're going to have to run it with Mixon. Um, but I certainly don't think it's going to be Joe Burrow to his big trio of receivers all day long. I think they're going to have to do some things to create those opportunities. And uh, I see P. Ryan playing a part. So one that I looked at already was P. Ryan over 11 and a half yards receiving. I think that's a pretty yeah. good one, too. And yeah. I, I was checking out that prop yesterday. Yep. JBT. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, I will say this. Let me ask you, because you talked about the total. Do you get involved in some of these index props? Like, uh, you know, for example, when you're talking about where you think the game would end up from a scoring perspective, Brady, uh, 41 to 45 points scored, you can get it 5 to 1. Uh, 46 to 50, you can get it 9 to 2. Do you ever get involved in anything? Like that? I, I do. And, and, you know, full disclosure here, 
I, I pretty much do these prop bets recreationally. Mm -hmm. I, I, my, my biggest bet right now is on the, the teaser that I mentioned. Um, Obviously, I'm trying to pick props that I think, you know, have a, a, an edge to a particular side and I'm trying to win, but I don't spend a lot of money on them. So, yeah, I might have 30 of them uh, and, and I'll certainly get involved in that market, John, you know, trying maybe even trying to uh, predict an exact score as well. Interesting prop put up here at the South Point today. I'm going to get your opinion on this. How many cigarettes will Wes Reynolds smoke <laughs> uh, during the Super Bowl? 17 and a half. He going over or under? 17 and a half. What, what is usually about a four-hour game, right? So that's <laughs> four see. an hour? <laughs> four an hour? That, 17 and a half is a really good number, yeah, that's Matt. Pretty, that's pretty good there because the game could go four and a half well, or five I hours. think you got to ratchet it up a little bit, right? He's going to be stressing something. So, I mean, it's a little bit. The bets, public's going to be on the out. over. You mm -hmm. know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm, then I am a I am a public better. I am a square in that regard. All right. Uh, I believe they call it the greenest show on grass. The People's Open. Is that what they call it? The greatest show on grass. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Greatest. Sorry. <laughs> it says right here, the greenest show on grass. Uh, PGATour.com. Let hey, me greenest, down. Greatest, Maybe that's a new word. All works, but, or a uh, new title. Speaking of West Reynolds, we have to give you guys props. I know that's why you came in studio today. You wanted mm. us to celebrate your mm. win last week. Tom Hoagie in the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am. You and Wes both have had him at 60 to 1. I think you had 65 to 1, somewhere in that neighborhood. I tailed you guys, so nice job on that. And, um, Brady, we expect you to hit back-to-back -back winners. So what do you have? Yeah. Um, well, you know, the, the long shots team, including yourself, has mm -hmm. been red hot. It's three outright winners out of the first five tournaments in the new year. Uh, you, of course, had Hideki. We all had Cam Smith at Kapalua. So, yeah, hoping to keep it going here. And I landed on uh, Daniel Berger uh, at 25-1. to 1. He has a great tournament history here. Three top tens plus an 11th place finish. Uh, I believe he's number one in the field on strokes gained approach. Very good and par four scoring and Matt you probably realize this in your research but the Phoenix Open has one of the greatest abilities to repeat history of any tournament on tour mm -hmm. uh, Augusta National and the Sony Open that's like the top three on tour where people that play well at those tournaments continue to play well year in and year out and Daniel Berger is a perfect example of that uh, I played Sam Burns at 33 to 1 he has a good history on all the correlated courses I used, which were primarily desert tracks, TPC Summerlin, the Summit Club, all the courses down at the Amex, and then Bubba Watson. This was really just a course history play, although, you know, there would be some signs that his form is coming back around with a near miss last week in the Saudi uh, Invitational, mm -hmm. where he was almost in a playoff, but uh, Harold Varner <laughs> drains that 92-foot putt. I've never seen the guy make a putt in my life, and then he drains a 92-footer to win it. Uh, Seamus Power at 50-1. to one. He checks all the boss uh, all the boxes and the stats and he's really one of the hottest players on tour right now he had a chance to win at Pebble Beach last week and he's been in the mix a few times already this season and then I played Taylor Gooch at 66 to 1 and pretty much the same thing there with Seamus Power again a guy that's been really hot he's got an 11th place finish at Summerlin a fifth place finish at the Summit Club and also a fourth place finish at the American Express and then I landed on one long bomb and that's Martin Lair at 175 to 1. He has won twice at TPC Summerlin and also finished second, has a couple of top 10s at the Phoenix Open, just seems to really play desert golf well. 
And our guest on the Long Shots podcast this week was Drew Stoltz. He's a host of uh, Gravy and the Sleaze on PGA Tour Radio and uh, the Subpar Golf Podcast with Colt Nost. And Drew hails from Scottsdale. He lives down there, and he was saying he played the course. I actually got to play it with Justin Thomas and Bones Mackay. And he was saying the course is as firm as he's ever seen it, and these balls are going to be bouncing. And he mentioned Martin Laird and Scotty Scheffler, some of these guys that just really launch the ball high in the air in order for it to land softly on the green. He thinks that's going to be an advantage for those guys that hit a real high ball this week because of the firmness of the putting surfaces. So uh, I was not disappointed to hear that he liked, to, uh, liked Martin Laird as well. That's in-depth analysis right there. I'm on Sam Burns with you. I've also got Scotty Scheffler. I'm going to go ahead and play. I played Jordan Spieth. He, he got up to 25-1 to 1 yesterday. Yeah. And I went ahead and played Spieth. I typically don't like to play guys after they blow a tournament the previous Yeah, week. I couldn't figure out how he was going to come back from that, if, yeah. if he would bounce or if he would sulk. You know, that's what I said. Spieth uh, sulking? Spieth doesn't sulk. Yeah. Come on, man. Never whines. He's a stand-up guy. Takes, he takes the blame every time things go wrong. Never scatters. He, Never he does scatty. check the box for good tournament history here for sure. And, no, and the does. other thing he is does. it's where he really kicked off his resurgence in the game uh -huh. last year. He did. I think he shot a 61 well, on Beach. Saturday. It was Pebble Beach and Phoenix. Yeah, that's that was, where he that really came. Uh, he was in danger of dropping yeah. out of the top 100 in the world. Yeah. So Actually, he, he should have good feelings around Phoenix. Spieth had the 54-hole co-lead in this tournament last year and finished 17 under, tied for fourth. I just thought his ball striking, Tita Green play, was outstanding last week. And if, if he's in a rhythm like that, uh, he's got a pretty good shot this week. But you're right, there are so many guys with good form on this course. And John Robb's going to be tough to beat. Oh, too, yeah, he as is. As the favorite at 7 or 8 to 1 because nobody's really playing better than him. And he fits the, the course angle, too, the former Arizona State uh, Sun Devil. His odds have crashed, too. I think our buddy Rufus Peabody, who loves to bet John Rahm, hit him pretty hard because he's down to four or five to one now. Yeah, I saw Rahm at eight to one early in the week. And, yep, uh, that's not, the best I've seen. Yep, you're not going to get that number now. Brady, how about a couple of matchups real quickly here in the last uh, 30? Yeah, seconds. I played uh, Billy Horschel minus 125 over Max Homa. I just don't think Max Homa's a great desert course player. I like Billy Horschel on Bermuda grass. And I played Sam Burns minus 125 over Tony Finau. Finau hasn't been in the greatest form as of late. I've seen both of those prices increase. So if you can still find minus 125, uh, good for you. That's, that's the best number I saw. All right, where can people find the Long Shots podcast each week? VEASAN.com slash podcast. We're off to a great start. Alan Shipnuck was great for the Pebble Beach preview. Dan Rappaport previewed Torrey Pines. Drew Stoltz, as I mentioned, this week in Phoenix. And next week, it'll be Ryan Ballingy previewing the Genesis for us at Riviera. Ooh, all right. Can't wait. All right, Brady, good to talk to you, man. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to Will Hill. He's going to be with us, VEASAN contributor. Get his thoughts on Super Bowl 56 and much more on the other side here on The Edge. This is The Edge on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Drink smooth, draft smart, make it count. Join the action on football's biggest Sunday with the final football face-off presented by Jack Daniels. Play, play free fantasy football for your shot at a share of 20000 in total cash prizes. 
Head to DraftKings.com slash Jack Daniels now to set your roster before game time. Jack Daniels, make it count. 21 or older only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. So DraftKings.com for details. And always remember, JVT, please drink responsibly. Oh, I will. Yeah, something's about seeing that bottle every time. It just you know that excited feeling, the butterflies in your tummy when you when you when you see the person you love. <laughs> it's the same thing here. Every time I see that bottle of Jack, it's like, ooh, what are we doing? Uh, all right, William Hill. I don't get the same feeling, but he's still a great guy. Is nice enough to give us some time. Look at that. Look at Top that prof- button buttoned. He's ready to go. Professional V send background. Yeah. What's that, up, buddy? Okay, good deal. Matty gets that feeling when he pulls up to Chick-fil-A every time when he goes through the combos, what he's going to order. I know I know that feeling. I trust me. I'm with you. I was there last night. I was going to say, yeah. Fact, yeah. Probably hit it up recently. I feel like mm-hmm. you're a big Arby's guy, too, no? Uh, it was our Arby's two days there ago. There you go. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's easy. All right. Will Hill's with us. All right. Before we get into uh, uh, some other stuff, you want to start golf with Will or do you want to go Super Bowl first? I want to go Super Bowl first right. because Will Hill is a sharp football handicapper. We're going to congratulate him on his excellence at golf capping later in the segment. Well, let's start uh, football. Will, what's your thinking? Side total game script, and how are you going to play some props here? Yeah, apparently there's a football game Sunday, and I don't know if you guys realize this, but you can wager on this game on Sunday, so it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I have a hard time seeing the Bengals winning this game. I just think uh, it's a Cinderella story. It's a nice story, but to me, they haven't been great. You know, they've been out gains in every game. Yards per play isn't really favorable. The Rams ha- have been a lot more dominant. Uh, I just think, you know, the Titans gave the game away. The chiefs gave the game away. And I just think the Bengals offensive line is going to have a hard time uh, holding up against the pressure, the front four of the Rams. Uh, I lean towards the Rams. I more than lean. I, I bet the Rams bet them on the money line. I'm not afraid to lay the four. Uh, I just think that the Rams will, will probably win the game and, you know, kind of basing my bets off that uh, as far as the side, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, in terms of a total, I like the under, I just don't think the Bengals will be able to sustain offense. Uh, so to me, Rams, Strong play, uh, not as strong play on the under, but uh, bo- both of those are what I bet. So uh, as you see this game playing out, Rams, uh, and then um, and to the under potentially, uh, how does that uh, spin out towards some of these prop bets that you're looking at, Will? There's a lot. There's a lot to get to. Um, I did take Stafford under five and a half rushing yards. I just think if you go back game by game, uh, this number should not be five and a half. I think there's a little recency bias. He's had a few scrambles lately, and this isn't going to be a fun one to watch. But uh, if you get a few kneel downs at the end, he should not get more than you know five, six yards rushing. So under Stafford in terms of rushing yards. Um, one guy who's a sleeper for me is Van Jefferson. I do think the Bengals will probably put a lot of attention on Cup, unlike some of these other teams. The 49ers just let Cup run free. Some of these other teams just let Cup wide open. It drives you nuts. Uh, how it happens. I do think Jefferson Beckham might be in play to get more open in terms of, you know, the defense is going to swing towards cup. So uh, I like Jefferson as an over probably play some touchdown props on him. I know he's like 70, 81 to win the, the Super Bowl MVP. I think that's maybe worth a sprinkle. I, I could see Jefferson having a big day. And uh, I did play Cooper uh, uh, over just because I think the number is going to move. And, and so much of these prop betting, it's when you bet them uh, getting the best number. And I just think Cooper one Oh two and a half. Now, I think people are only going to bet the over on that. So by the time this closes on Sunday, this is probably 112, 113, which is a crazy number for a receiver. I get it, but you give yourself a chance for a middle if you you play the over right now. All right. So as we uh, look around, anything exotic before we uh, move on from this? I want something exotic, something good. I've got a couple of crossboard props uh, in my pocket. What are you looking at? Uh, I don't know if this counts, but the opening kickoff not to be a touchback. You can get that at plus money. 
the secret's out a little bit on this, but for the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl, I'm sure you guys have talked about it at some point. They use a commemorative ball. It's different. It's heavier. So it makes it harder to kick it as far. So you can get some plus money. I think there's still some plus 150 on uh, will the opening kickoff be returned as opposed to a touchback. Uh, I think people look at it and say, well, kickoff, it's automatically going to be a touchback. Uh, you got to look a little deeper here. The opening kickoff with the Super Bowl, they use a different ball. So uh, opening kickoff to be returned at plus money is a fun one I got. Yeah, and that number has been crashing, too, because a lot of people are betting that uh, same side of that prop. Uh, William Hill with us, VSIN contributor and uh, Point Spread Weekly writer, doing a great job uh, again this season. How about this uh, theoretical prop? Cooper Cup receiving yards, minus 12.5 versus New York Yankees wins in the regular season. <laughs> Oh, you got to lay it with Cup because who knows? We could have a 60-game <laughs> season. We could have an 80-game season. Uh-huh. I don't know where you stand with the baseball. It's really – I was under the impression we're going to – it's going to be fine. Maybe we'll miss a few weeks in spring training. I'm starting to get nervous. Now, I think we'll have a season. Do we get 162? That would be an interesting prop. I'm sure somebody has it up. Will we get 162 games? I would say uh, it, it would be kind of an underdog now that we get 162 games. I, I'm starting to get concerned. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm starting to think it's going to be a 140, 150-game season. They're going to try to squeeze in as many games as possible, but I don't think it's going to start on time. Down for baseball talk. Let's keep this going. <laughs> Love baseball. Yeah. By the way, I saw uh, Shohei Otani on the cover of GQ magazine. Oh, week. I thought you were going to talk about the important thing. What's that? He's on the cover of MLB The Show. Oh, okay. He has five. Is that a video game? Yeah. Okay. I don't well, the it. Angels are in the news for other things, but we don't have to get into that. Some of that stuff <laughs> no. is pretty ugly. Jeez. No, we don't. No. no. Uh, okay. Hey, listen to Will Hill on the New York City cast, by the way. Will, uh, where can people find that and how often? Anywhere you get podcasts. We do it four days a week. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I actually had Chris Herring on today. He wrote a great book. You guys both actually like this podcast. He wrote a book. It's called Blood in the Garden. It's a story of the yep. 1990s New York Knicks. Uh, it's really a fascinating book. He was a great spot. Gave me like an hour today. I, I encourage everyone to go listen to it. Go buy his book. It's uh, it's really good. You know, we kind of have a fascination with these teams that don't win. I mean, we hear so much about the teams that win. They get celebrated. The teams that fall short, it, it's kind of a fascinating thing because that's more, you know, it's more real life heartbreak and, and falling short. There's some a fascination there with it. And uh, the 90s Knicks were really uh, an, an interesting story. And it's crazy when you go and read the book, yeah. just how nuts Riley was. I mean, he was stopping players from praying. He said it made him soft. Uh, the list goes on and on. It probably wouldn't fly today, but it's really, uh, I can't encourage you enough to go read the book and listen to the podcast. JVT is going to read that for sure. He um, loves, loves stories about the garden. You would be surprised. Yeah. I have purchased the book, actually. <laughs> have you? Have yeah. You? Look, okay. man, sometimes you got to study up on the enemy. All right. I am a well versed man. I will not criticize anything without knowing the other side. Still think MSG is overrated and stinks, but hey, I'm going to read the book anyway. Well, you know all about Heartbreak, too, as an Angels fan. Teams, and a Clippers fan. Don't forget that. Teams that come Colts up short. Too. <laughs> I was gonna say, Colts, too. We can go down the list. Colts, Clippers. And 2006 that, was a magical year. Teams that come up short. Hey, great job on the golf capping last week. You had Tom Hoagie. First-round leader and tournament winner, and uh, you cashed both of them. Long-shot numbers. Uh, why did you land on Hoagie last week? And when you're looking at uh, course form, I think a lot of the handicapping tactics you used at Pebble Beach, you have to use this week for Phoenix. Yeah, it felt good, man, to have him win. It's amazing. You realize how many people listen to the shows when as soon as he wins, you're getting all these messages and texts saying, wow, we did it. And it was kind of a, a feeling of community to, to all hit it at once. He just, I just thought he played well. He had two top four finishes uh, recently, finished second a couple weeks ago. And you know, he's kind of a boomer bust player. If his putter's going well, uh, he has a chance to win. It was kind of a weaker field. So felt good to get him in. Uh, you know, Like he said, he was leading after Thursday. 
kind of a rough round Friday. He had a double bogey Sunday where I kind of thought the ticket was shot. I thought Spieth was going to win, but he pulled it out. He ended up winning, I think, by two strokes. So a uh, great win. I'm looking at a couple guys this week. I bet Burns, and I bet Aaron Wise, who's kind of off the radar, but he's another guy. The rest of his game's pretty good. Putter can be inconsistent, but his putter's been pretty good lately. So uh, you can get him like 80, 90 to one. Always shot for the best number, of course. But Aaron Wise is uh, is my sleeper for the week. Hopefully we can make it Johnny Vandermeer and, and go two in a row here. Yeah, interesting. Aaron Wise was on my long list. He didn't make my short list, but I might have to bet him now. Do you play a lot of matchups or you play mostly the futures board? Mostly futures. For me, it's just recreation. I was never really into golf, to be honest. You know what I, What got me into it is during COVID, uh, it was the first sport back. It was kind of the only thing to bet. And, you know, listening to VEASAN, your show, long shots, uh, I kind of kind of got hooked on it. It's a lot of fun. You get some great payouts. And, again, VEASAN does a good job, not to be a shill or anything, but VEASAN with long <laughs> shots, well, well, the job you do, really, there's some good information out there. And there's no other sport where you can cash 100 to 1, 60 to 1 regular like you do in golf. It's crazy. No, I tell people that, and JVT knows it too. He, uh, you got into golf betting in the last couple of years. Yep. It's horse racing and golf betting, really the only sports where uh, you can bet a 50 to 1 and cash it in four days. You know, yeah. a lot of times when you bet a future in football, you got to wait uh, five, six months to cash it, and people will brag a long time, well, I got this 15 to 1 on the Rams or whatever. Uh, well, you can hit a 25 to 1 in golf this weekend. You only have to wait four days to cash it. You, hit, it? you hit Hideki Matsuyama in the Masters at 50 to 1 right. last year, right? Yeah. And yeah. I've also got a 301 ticket on Jaron Jackson Jr. I've got to wait six months for this thing <laughs> to potentially do anything. Well, with it. you can talk about it every day between now and then. Yeah. I need help I with do. that, JVT. Uh, I, need, I need a new campaign because I have Nick Nurse 60 to 1 to win Coach of the Year. Can we get that going? Can we get some traction for that? Wow. Can, can, we, can we get some t shirts printed up, something? I'll talk to the office, see if we can get uh, some images made up on the, uh, the meme generator, Please. which I use for a lot of my stuff so uh, i appreciate it all right well hey it's good to talk to you man we appreciate it all right see you guys vison.com slash podcast there it is yes i was we not gotta to, tease it right not to be a show or anything but uh, vison.com hey slash podcast you gotta put bread uh, on the table great chris herring on his best-selling book blood in the garden flagrant history of the 90s Knicks, a must read for Knicks fans nba fans absolutely love it he was fantastic discussing it check it out on the new york city cast just retweeted by myself at me jvt follow me on twitter they do it <laughs> All right. See, you get the joke. We'll come back. Uh, we will wrap it up. We have best bets. Uh, we will discuss, speaking of blood and the New York area, um, that's a weird way to say what the hell happened last night between the Celtics and the Nets. We've got to touch on that uh, before we get to best bets. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. Segment of the Edge is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find. Locate a store to you that is Zinn. Dot com slash find warning product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It sure is. Oh, yeah. You're not wearing your coat. Just noticed that. It's a good shirt. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I was wearing a coat for the first three segments. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for pointing that out. I decided I wanted, hey, to, be like, I wanted to be like Gil in this segment. Ah, I, I like it. All right. Uh, okay. Deal. North Star. Let's get to your... Uh, before we get to best bets, I want to talk about this Celtics Nets game last night because I saw a twenty-eight to two on the uh, the screen last night, and I said that's got to be a misprint. Right. The Nets did not fall behind twenty-eight to two, but well, indeed they did, and that's their ninth straight loss last yep. night. And and you know it's funny. So I checked my score app too on my way home, and I'm like, there's no way this is it. And if you remember, like what was it last week? There was a Pacers game because you sent me the screenshot. Like they were down like eighty to nothing or whatever. It that was, was on the ES- <laughs> ESPN app. I, I clicked on the NBA scores and it said like Hornets eighty, Pacers zero. Right. I said, rough start for the Pacers. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I was like, okay, this is probably busted. Like, this is, there's no way they're down 28 to 2. Right. And sure enough, I know they were down 28 to 2. By the way, game in the first half still went over the total. Seven minutes into uh, the first quarter, a team had two points, and the game still went over the total in the first half. But that, that told you what kind of game it was going to be. So, 126 to 91, the final score here. Total closes at 213. Look, no Kyrie Irving, obviously, because they're playing in Brooklyn, which, by the way, it sounds like maybe that's going to be repealed sometime soon, and that you're going to get Kyrie Irving back at Brooklyn playing for the Nets. James Harden didn't play, obviously. It's a really shorthanded Nets team. So not entirely surprising that they lost their ninth straight. How about the end of this game? Are the Nets going to trade? Yeah, go ahead and talk about the end first. Well, because this ties into best bets, too. So uh, over under 216.5 was a play for me yesterday. Uh, with two minutes left, you're feeling good. You know, 15 points in the last uh, 120 seconds is what beats you. That's kind of a big red L on that uh, graphic. Check that out. Wow, that's like oh, aggressively re- big really and red. Like, what are we doing? Sticking it to you there. <laughs> like, that's big time loss Holy right crap. there. Uh-huh. I don't want to talk about it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Let's use the extra large L for this graphic. (laughs) Uh, 10 to 
a 25 font? That, um, one did, that one did sting last night did. because uh, how brutal it was at the finish. Yeah, uh, well, because it was just the scrubs, and they're just they're pulling rebounds and sprinting up the floor, right. trying to score as easily as possible. And there were a couple of possessions, like Peyton Pritchard would get the ball, and he'd like walk it up, and then the Nets would start pressing, and the Celtics were like, all right, screw it. Let's just score really quickly. But what kills you is with just over 30 seconds left to go, Inez Freedom Cantor gets the ball all alone in the corner, and nobody's there, and nobody's closing out because who cares? There's 20 seconds left in a blowout, and he drains a three for this game to go over by a half point. Mm. What a game. What a game basketball is. The most beautiful game. I'm back, though. That's a tough one. Okay, what do you got tonight? Uh, jump back on Let's the go. horse, and hey, you're going with the Hornets. Hey, right? reading the market right, it's going to correct itself. Got 216 and a half under. It closed 213. Should have been a right side. So let's go back. Hornets plus three against the Bulls uh, was the write-up in today's uh, column, JVT, or vcin.com slash JVT. Look, simply put, the market was a little overzealous this morning. This actually got to as high as four at one shot before coming back down. And the Hornets are, are not in a good spot right now, right? They've lost five consecutive games. Offensive rating in those five games, Ewens is about 97.6. Like, it's been bad uh-huh. for the Charlotte Hornets. They're fighting. James Booknight's trying to go after James Borrego. Here's the thing, though. They're shooting 27% from three as a team uh, during this run. And actually, it's a uh, – that, that L is distracting me. It came back. There's another one, too. Uh, 27.5%. Let's just put it this way. The Bulls have been playing terrible defense. Last seven games have gone over the total because of how bad they've been defensively. Charlotte, if you look at the shot quality they've had, they have actually should be playing much better offensively. Shots just aren't going down. It's a big number. Bulls are flawed defensively. Give me Charlotte plus three. It's one and a half now. They'll lose by 20. I'm in. Okay. Never give up, baby. Never give up. Uh, and then last, Utah State. Last night in college hoops. And this was a tough one, too, because uh, If overnight, your L is not as big and red as mine, I mean, I don't know what to do here. Uh, overnight, I bet Utah State plus two and a half at Wyoming. Uh, that was the opener. Yep. I was sitting out there for a couple hours, and uh, a lot of sharps were hitting Utah State. And by the time it started to follow the money show with Mitch, it was down to one and a half. So I had to send the play in at one and a half. Uh, dropped a one. Then one of Utah State's best players got scratched before yeah. tip-off last <laughs> night. The number went back to two and a half. Utah State led the entire game. Had the final shot of regulation, or should have had the final shot, had the final possession, could not get off the shot in the last 16 seconds and lost by two in overtime. And, of course, we had to post a play at plus one and a half. So you and I both lost on that one. I took a loss with Illinois plus six last night. I got out of hand quickly, huh? Well, the line I led 38, 36 yeah. and a half, and things looked like they were going pretty well. And uh, the wheels fell off. Uh, the line in the second half, Wisconsin did get a win wire to wire as an underdog in East Lansing uh, last night. So, got a winner with that tonight. Uh, the only play I had this morning on the show with Mitch is uh, Oklahoma. And I, I don't think Ooh. this is going to be a popular play, but there's been a little bit of sharp money on this side. Number 742 on the rotation. Uh, it took three with the Sooners. And um, Texas Tech's playing back-to-back road games. Red Raiders got lucky over the weekend. They probably should have lost, and they would have lost at West Virginia if Taz Sherman would have played. He was out. Uh, they, they were coming off that big win over Texas. I think this is a pretty good spot. The Red Raiders have not played that well on the road in the Big 12. They lost at Kansas State. It's a circle of the wagons game for the Sooners. Three and seven in the Big 12. They got a chance to get a win at home tonight over a ranked team. I believe in Porter Moser and uh, Tanner Groves. The transfer from Eastern Washington, I think, is going to have a big game tonight. So I'm going with uh, the Sooners. Uh, I bet it actually plus three and a half. Bet MGM last night, down to two and a half at some spots. But uh, I, I like Oklahoma to get the win tonight against uh, Texas Tech. And uh, that's all I played. I thought about playing Rutgers tonight as a home dog against Ohio State, but have not pulled the trigger. 
and might not pull the trigger on that one. Uh, but that's it. Let's get to uh, your Super Bowl. Yeah, and plays. we can eliminate the I've, the Rams minus three and a half was a bet made on Sunday during conference day. So that was one in pocket, but we should put that up there. I should have sent that one in because that's not an available number at this point right now. But three and a half might come back this week. It might. So uh, you, we'll see if that's going to be the case. But that's in my pocket uh, uh, on Sunday night. Uh, so there's these. We added these yesterday. Matt Stafford over passing yards, 278 and a half. Uh, Matthew Stafford completions, minus two and a half over Evan Moby, points and rebounds. Burrow completions, plus one and a half uh, over Garland, points and assists. And then Stafford longest completion, plus a half over James Harden, points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, also, Odo Beckham Jr., MVP, 25 to one. Uh, these crossboard props are pretty fun and actually uh, the one and I'm going to add this I should have forgot to send this in the one that is at the top of my list now after going through all of them humans mm-hmm. uh, Evan McPherson points plus two and a half against Joel Embiid made free throws uh, Embiid averages about nine nine point three free throws per game made but if you look at what Zach Taylor has been willing to do with McPherson in the postseason he has sent him out four times for field goals in each of the postseason games he's averaging 13 points per game Mm-hmm. McPherson. He is not afraid to send him out there. And some of them are in, you know, minus EV situations, but I don't mind that in this sort of a situation. But McPherson's been absolutely fantastic. They are willing to throw him out there in long field goal situations, too, and he's great. So you're talking about Joel Embiid laying two and a half in a situation like that. You're talking maybe he needs like 13, 14 made free throws to even have a chance of covering a number like that. So uh, give me McPherson plus a two and a half there. Um, and then we'll add some more fun props, more basic props tomorrow. That's interesting. Uh, McPherson's part of uh, is going to play a role in one of the props I bet was the longest field goal by either team, the yep. Bengals, at minus one twenty. So the Bengals that have the longest field goal is that prop. I played the Bengals plus four and a half in the game as well. Also on Joe Burrow to be MVP at plus two fifty. Uh, it's just based on the value here. If the Bengals are going to win the game, I don't envision a scenario in which Joe Burrow is not going to be the MVP. And uh, right now you got Bengals plus 170 on the money line and Burroughs plus 250 to be MVP, so I think that's a better way to bet it. Uh, so I'll talk more about the Super Bowl props that I have played, which uh, uh, I talked about this morning with Mitch, and we'll do again on uh, Friday's show. We're going to round up everything. The Phoenix Open, which uh, tees off tomorrow in uh, Scottsdale. Johnny Avello of DraftKings was down there the past couple days. Uh, Brady How you weren't there? Huh? How come you guys weren't there again? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably because we have to be here for Super Bowl, which is more important. But uh, Brady Cannon and I played the TPC Scottsdale course. We were down there in August for a VSIN DraftKings promotion and uh, did a show down there. It's a rel- relatively easy course. I was surprised by how easy the course was. And uh, you're going to see some low numbers again this week. And I'm basically looking at guys who <clears throat> have good course history, good track records on this uh, track in Scottsdale. Jordan Spieth, you can find around 25 to 1 right now. Scotty Scheffler, the same number. Sam Burns at 35 to 1. Uh, popular play with uh, Brady Cannon and Will Hill. And uh, also played your guy, Hideki Matsuyama, who won for me in Honolulu. Oh, yeah. I played him at 18 to 1 this week, in addition to a couple of other. Long shots. Hey, man, it's Super Bowl weekend. You might as well have at least 50 bets in play, right? If you're talking about the Super Bowl, the props, the golf, the college hoops, the NBA, how much play can you have in action this weekend? Trivia question for you. Uh Who is the second highest earner at TPC Scottsdale? 
Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brooks Kepka. Hideki Matsuyama. Is it? That's okay. right. That guy owns the course. Let's go. All right. We're all done. My guy's in the desert. Coming up next, host of Betting and Beer. Storm Bonatoni will take you from here on VSIN. Go to vsin.com slash podcast. Check out Will Hill's newest edition on the New York City cast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.